0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of my K-drama podcast show. This is Evie, and I'm here today with very special guest, G. Hello. Hi, G. How are you? I'm <laughs> no, good. I'm good. Pause. Dramatic pause for a <laughs> I didn't mean to dramatically pause. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Alright, so today we are here to discuss a drama that we saw quite a few weeks ago, so wish us luck remembering what this one's about, Um, but we did watch (laughs) Hellbound, which is, um, what is it? (laughs) It's a drama. It's a drama, it's a Netflix, uh, I think it's only a six episode kind of dystopia horror drama I want to say mm-hmm. um and so this one came out in November 2021 and we watched it pretty soon I think after it came out we're yep. recording it like well over a month after we saw it so that's just how life went this is a busy happens. time of year at the end of the year very yep. busy
1: but you could be listening to this at any time at any point in be. history so this is me any point you. in history
0: <laughs> I mean maybe not but let's sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right gee so I guess um to start us off I'll go into a bit more detail about the drama and that kind of stuff but like casting but what's your sort of overall view of hellbound what's your my
1: super super short overview yeah 50% good 50% bad that was super short that's that's my overview (laughs) of hellbound
0: um half and half half and half it's
1: a mixed bag
0: evenly mixed mixed bag I actually, it is very evenly mixed bag. I totally agree with you. Um, so this this drama is, you know, it's super, super dark. It's super violent. It's one of those kind of, of this new wave of Netflix sort of mini K-dramas. Would uh, you call this super violent? Yes. You know, those smoke monsters come up and they bash people to death with yeah, their fists. I know
1: what they're doing is violent, but it's not portrayed in like, I wouldn't call that super
0: violent. Are you serious? We saw people get bashed to death. I thought it was pretty violent, guys. There's yeah. a lot of blood and gore. Oh, I'm clearly... pretty sure someone got their limbs ripped off.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, but it was sort of a little bit like cut away, kind of.
0: I don't think they cut uh, away. I, I feel like it was quite violent. I thought, I thought um, it was and the concepts chill. are. <laughs> you thought it was chill. It was pretty chill. It's a very dark show. Um, the concepts are pretty interesting, but I actually totally agree with you, G, that it is half good and half bad. Mm. Um, yeah, alright. So that's what Good. I thought as well. We'll go into more details about what we mean about that. So, the reason we watched this was because obviously I was always going to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then I was lucky enough to force G to sit down and watch it with me.
1: You were lucky enough to force me to.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, I was lucky enough that you watched it with me. Well, I always you know enjoy what? watching w- a K drama with you. I
1: saw the trailer for this and I was like, absolutely no way. Because the smoke monsters just look so absurd.
0: They look like.
1: So, like so absurd. And I was like, invincible.
0: It irritates Irrevin, Invincible Hulk? What's his name?
1: Invincible Hulk. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Incredulous Hulk.
0: <laughs> Wait, what is he?
1: The Incredible Hulk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right.
1: <laughs> Invincible Bulk.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of look like him, but much smokier and greyer. But they're very blocky and have big Hulk heads.
1: They look terrible. And-
0: I thought they kind of looked a bit terrible. Like, they look... They, I don't think the CGI looks terrible. I think it's the design. I didn't like the design of them as these big blocky Hulk
1: things. I think it's both. I think it's a it's a pretty crazy design and the CGI wasn't really there too. No,
0: I see. To, I thought the CGI was okay. It, you know,
1: it just looks really... They weren't
0: kind of scary though. I guess
1: that's how they kind of get around it in the first episode. This is a story, But we'll get into that in, in the trailer. They showed the a scene and you see a guy running in broad daylight from these mm. things. And like... Everyone knows, you know, when the CGI is sort of like, you know, not quite there. Broad daylight does not do it any favors. Like natural <laughs> light just makes it even worse. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, which is when they look the best, by the way, in at this night. show. In night. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah because true. it, it it's hides all that. Because you know, you just you can never get the lighting right with these things, with these CGI things. So that's when I saw the trailer, I was like, no way. But then I don't know why the oh, like, sun. I think it was because it was six episodes as yeah. well, and I was like, okay, well, I can
0: you said you, get through, you'd six give me the first episode. Yeah, that's right. But then even though you didn't like the first episode, you still kept watching it with me. And then it was worth it because – so it's a six-episode drama. The first three episodes, in my opinion, could have been cut. And the last three episodes were surprisingly good. Like, I Mm. really, really got into it. Um, But we'll talk more about that. Mm. So that's why we watched it. So the casting of Hellbound – Blah, blah, blah. So um, this one, it's kind of weird. Like, I think in all the promos, it's like, it stars U.I.N. as the cult leader and U.I.N. is the not, actor. That's not a lie. Well. It's not a lie. It's an ensemble cast and some people feel like bigger characters than others. So. Absolutely. Um, so U.I.N. is from Chicago Typewriter. He's also in a bunch of movies like Burning. Um, and he's also in this and he plays a cult Was leader in like a zombie movie? Yes, Alive. Yeah. He was with Park shin That
1: was good. Um, that
0: was yeah, music. I think he's a very good actor. He's in a lot good. of interesting things. Burning is a great movie. Um, so this one also stars um, Kim Hyun-ju. And Kim Hyun-ju plays the lawyer in one of my favourite dramas of all time, Watcher, which he's brilliant in. Um, this one also stars the actor Park Dong min And he is actually... Um, I wasn't sure if this was the first time I'd seen him or not, but when I looked up his his list of stuff he's been in, he was actually in um, Time to Hunt, which was that Netflix
1: oh, uh, yeah, thriller yeah. movie yeah. that we watched that with
0: cool. Jun Jae-hoon, I think, or I hoon and Che Ushik shik Anyway, in, he, he he sort of played like this three main boys and then an extra boy, and he played the extra boy. Right. So that's why we didn't like super super recognize him. And look at him
1: now; he's moved up in the ranks.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, he's hands the best character in
1: this whole in this whole show.
0: He's absolutely, he's he's the heart of the show, he's he's so good, and it's when he becomes in the show, that's when you're like, oh, this is an actual show with a character to follow that that feels like a story. If it wasn't for his
1: character, I would have quit, because I was like, I'm three episodes deep, and I don't like any of this. I
0: feel like it feels like a collection of things and scenes and stuff, and then when he comes into it, you feel like it's a story, and you're following a character that lives within this world, and you want to know what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, it really changes once he's in it. He's great. Um, Interesting enough, because I didn't know this actor and I was looking up, so he's really famous. Um, his very first film is a film called Bleak Night, which I've never seen, but it's a very, very famous very bleak film, apparently. Ooh, um, sure, it's supposed to be really good. I'm pretty bleak. sure it's about bullying and stuff. It's oh, really okay. intense. Okay, um, but apparently he's amazing in it. So like that was his, I think his debut, and he just kind of debuted with a splash. Wow. So since then he's been in a lot of films, a lot of award-winning stuff. So more films than K dramas at all. Um, but then I found out he also has he had like a, I think a weekly column for some magazine or newspaper, and got such a crowd of people that loved his like his essays, and his stuff's all about words that make people happy or something, that okay. he then collected them and released them as a book, oh. which is in it something like, I can't remember, like seven reprints, like it's crazy popular. And Ooh. since then, he's opened a bookshop cafe in Seoul, and also started his own book publishing wow. company. And I'm like, wow. And also, he's the same age as us. So, oh, he's God. achieved a bit more in life than we
1: that's pretty cool. That, that's that's the way to do it, you know, you gotta diversify. You mm, can't yeah. just be like, you know, doing I mean, you can't we can't all be e junkie right? <laughs> you know, we can't all be like the top creme de la creme of like top one percent of like, you know
0: K drama talent. So you
1: gotta like you gotta diversify, you know, you gotta yeah, do you write some acting, books, you know.
0: Own some companies. Own some companies, you know. Yeah.
1: Make an app or something, I don't know. <laughs> an
0: app. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one also has in Nai. Make your own it.
1: brand of bottled water. Wow. You know? That's ambitious. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> These are just some ideas, you know? Just, we, you're we just can, throwing out some ideas. We can start cooking this up.
0: Cooking up some water. Like
1: our own um, sports drink, you know?
0: <laughs> well, we call it sport.
1: We'll, we'll call it, yes, sport, <laughs> full stop. For <laughs> sport. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're not going to do any. This fat. is not Lovely a bad listeners. idea. I'm a, I'm, this is a terrible I'll idea. I'm committing this to memory. You committee, it's so hard if you have to commit it to it's, memory, it's just, such a hard thing to commit, Yeah, just a whole concept,
1: want. you know, right? Right,
0: yeah. uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this drama also has one Ah in it, and one is from Sunbay, don't put on that lipstick,
1: <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> best title ever. Uh, is and that also, actually is that
1: a line from that show? Yes, it is. they actually say it's it. a terrible line, okay. From this that's, show. That's
0: pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny when he says
1: why, one. why doesn't
0: look. Do you don't need to, Do you want me to tell you the plot of this other day? not drama? the
1: plot, just what's the what's the di- direct immediate reason for well, telling Sun Bay not to put on the lipstick. So,
0: he's working with her, and she's his son, Bay, yeah. and they work in a makeup company, and he's totally into her, but then he realizes she's actually got a boyfriend, but then he realizes the boyfriend is cheating on her, but she doesn't know. I think and I've then seen the boyfriend that, you did get yeah. gives her some lipstick, and he's like, "Don't put on that lipstick, Sunbay, because I guess he wants her to put on his lipstick that he gives her." Or something.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. You cool. follow it. Yeah. Cool. I get
0: you. So that was the plot to um, <laughs> Sunbae don't put on that lipstick, the also plot. known as she would never know, which I think is much less hilarious. Um,
1: if he did put on the lipstick, oh, she did put on a lipstick. What?
0: What? No, she would never know. Okay. Why are we talking about? I it? don't know. <laughs> uh, That's what happens
1: when you invite me so on. So <laughs> the act- <laughs> This is what happens.
0: So the actress Juana is also in my. One of my favorite favorite K dramas of all time, Just Between Lovers, which you should watch if you haven't watched. Go watch it. Not you, G. I I think you'd like I'm it. I'm good. Also, you watched the first episode with me. Did I? Yes. It's the architecture one with the oh, centre yeah. that yeah, crashes. Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Anyway, and it also stars some Dune. This this drama does Hellbound called Young Ik Dune, who uh, apparently is in stuff, but I sort of recognize his face.
1: Physically.
0: Exactly? Uh, the detective. Oh yeah. I recognize his face, but I couldn't. Remember any well of these other roles? So anyway, uh, now before we get into the actual story of Hellbound, mm-hmm. um, I've got a question. Yes. Should listeners of this podcast, if mm-hmm. they haven't already seen Hellbound, watch it?
1: Yes, just start from episode four. You literally no, will miss oh, nothing. Oh yeah, you're right. Four. Just, just literally, just go straight to episode four. You'll, <laughs> you, like, it, it'll all just make sense. It, it, you don't need any of the preamble from the first three episodes. It's pointless. You know. The only, the, I, don't, I, I do actually have some revised thoughts about the first three episodes, as in like the value in them it doesn't add that much value though
0: yeah you know I, I mean? feel like you, you know, can literally
1: just dive right in.
0: I actually agree with that I feel like the first three episodes feel like you know if you bring out a really cool show mm-hmm. and then it does really well and then the web-asodes. people who made it are like oh let's go back and make a prequel
1: yeah or like webisodes
0: or something what's, what do you mean webisodes oh like, know, like little like, prequel webisodes like to that, fill out they're not the out
1: on TV but like yeah. you can see them and they're like
0: Yeah, it does. It feels like something that in hindsight could have just been cut off and thrown away and the whole show would have been a better story and more interesting. And because the the main story after, you know, it hints at this backstory, but you don't really need to see it play out or they could have just had one flashback episode halfway through the show. Anyway, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, I agree. You should watch it. Um, But personally, my opinion was the same as G's, that the first three episodes were pretty not as good. And then from episode four to the end is – Really, really good. If you
1: do watch it and you're struggling through episodes one to three, just, just push, through. just push through. You know, get or your, skip. <laughs> get, get get your phone out. You know, um, have a flick, have a flick, and just get through them, and then yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll be, you'll be treated in the second half. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah.
0: All right, so next we're going to get into the setup of Hellbound. Let's do it. Alrighty, so now we're going to talk a bit about the plot and mm-hmm. the setup of the K-drama Hellbound.
1: Hellbound, Bound for Hell. Um, so this drama, it starts off, the actual oh, the, the episode one opens with what we see from the trailer for this show. Oh yeah, it does too. Yeah, so um, basically it's like a cafe or something in Seoul and you know, there's all these people. And there's people, like, they're on their phones and they're actually looking at, like, these reports about this cult leader, mm. you know? And people are kind of debating it and discussing like whether this guy's a crackpot or whatever. Mm. I think they're just kind of like, you know, just chatting about it because it kind of is trending at the moment or yeah. whatever. And um, so we just kind of know that there's kind of something that's been discussed at least and it's mm. kind of, people are sort of aware about it, you know? Um, we don't know to what extent that people believe what this cult leader is mm. talking about, but he appears to be a public figure of some kind. And then we see um, a very nervous looking dude in sitting in a cafe. And this very is. Very sweaty. Very sweaty. And um, he's watching the time. And then it finally gets to whatever time it is that is
0: that he's causing down
1: him, to him. A- anxiety. And he's like, oh my god. And then you hear a big. And you hear like a bit of whatever. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> these three terribly computer generated black smoke monster things burst into the into the cafe like they just basically just it's like a car into coming everything. through yeah, yeah they just, just destroy barreling. the place so like there's all these other people that probably get pretty pretty messed up <laughs> mm. you know these these smoke monster things like they all just sort of like steamroll over anyone you know to get to whoever they're they supposed will. to and uh yeah so this guy runs away and we get our very first look at this uh phenomenon that's that the whole show is based around where these, um, you know, these smoke monster things are chasing this guy through the city, they finally catch up with him, and they beat the living shit out of him. Um, and you know, they're throwing him around the place. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, this guy would just be dead after the first. I mean, the guys, these things are huge, and like, one of them just like punches him in the head, and like, that will probably just like his head would just explode, wouldn't know? it? Like, or you know, one <laughs> of them just like picks him up by the legs and smacks him against a bus. I'm like, you're dead. How are you still alive? Well... I don't know. But anyway, yeah. this culminates in them beating the, the, the heck out of him. And then they all sort of stand over him in a sort of a kind of a, a, a group. And they shine light out of their hands. Yeah. And it incinerates him.
0: Yeah.
1: And all that's left is just like a, a half little... of a charred remain. Yeah. You know? And that's it. And everyone sees mm-hmm. this. People are filming this. It's broad daylight. Again, bad mm-hmm. choice for the CGI <laughs> department though. Um But you know what? It's funny though because it's like... What's the alternative? They get people and seats to do it? Like that would be so stupid. Yeah, that'd be really that'd stupid. Be pretty bad. Big rubbery people. But yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this is this is our first thing in the show, yeah. right? Our yep. first
0: introduction to the yeah. world. So then we slowly kind of realise I think it's very near future. Um and I guess it, it seems that these sort of occurrences have been happening worldwide, but very sporadically and not really caught on camera, but a little bit maybe. And sometimes people are seeing them from overseas and just, you know, oh, it's a hoax. We don't believe it. Yeah. And then there's this Korean guy, um, in who's a cult leader, or he's sort of, you know, creating a cult, I suppose, and he's doing a lot of teachings based around the fact that the idea is an angel comes down, you you have a visitation from an angel, which is basically a big scary CGI head that then tells you, you ha- how much time you have left and that you're bound for hell. And so obviously his whole cult is very much built on kind of really old school, you know, hell kind of, sin sort of stuff religious kind of stuff and um you're bound
1: bit... for hell is because you've sinned
0: yeah you've sinned and
1: you, this is your punishment for yeah. sinning and then I, I guess attached to that ideology is that you know all of these things that you might you need to think about if you don't want to be a sinner yeah but it's also kind of like and this is actually i think part of the first three episodes even though i think they're mostly unnecessary and mm. can just be done without i think. It's what they're trying to do with these first three episodes is they kind of sacrificed like engaging characters and emotional storylines for kind of more of a broader discussion about the origins of like fanaticism mm. and, and, and like righteous fanaticism as mm. well. Because it's like the idea that's implicit in this ideology that he's teaching is that not only are these people who are like, if you sin, you're not, you can't just fix that. Do you know what I mean? So they're saying like, if you sin, it's like, there's there's no going back. You sin, and then that means you're bound to hell. And then you will face the ultimate punishment, which is like a painful death and then being sent to hell. True, you're right. And then it also means that anyone who isn't hell banned is by definition righteously good, but you have to do certain things to maintain Mm -hmm. that goodness, right? So it kind of creates this very like dichotomous sort of thing where it's like, you're either good or evil yeah you know and if you're evil you deserve it because you did something terrible and and, that might
0: just be something like adultery or anything it could be anything yeah Yeah. it might not be like murder it might be a smaller scene exactly and but there's no like like you said there's no coming back there's no room for growth or change or learning there's no second chance and this
1: guy the cult leader his whole thing is sort of trying to establish like the sins as well of the individuals Mm. so like he'll sort of attribute certain things to people Mm. you know based on whatever information he can find out about them
0: and his whole movement if someone gets you know vanquished to hell in this way what they want to know is what that person did because yeah. they want to then publicize whatever that sin may be yeah. to further their own cause that these are the reasons this is happening this is a new structure for the world and yeah. he's the one with all the answers exactly
1: they've got the structure for the world mm. the, the the guidelines that which people should live by yeah. based on this data, they're collecting. This from this scary these, thing yeah,
0: happening yeah, to yeah.
1: You. so i think like that side of the first three episodes is kind of interesting because yeah. it's showing the the Grassroots level of that kind of movement, mm-hmm. and kind makes of sense. you know. Where, yeah, and
0: I see why people would flock to this. It's exactly. an answer in this really scary situation, really scary, where this uncertain. is just happening to people yeah. like with no control, yeah, with no explanation. And sometimes when the angel turns up, they're like, You're gonna die in two days or three minutes, yeah. or you know, years
1: or years, yeah. So yeah. there's no pattern it's to very it, interesting. It, doesn't, it doesn't seem to make sense. It you doesn't know, make it could be, sense. yeah, exactly. So Um,
0: I think that you're right in that the ideas I I think in the first three episodes there are some amazing ideas and some very cool concepts and I think it's more for me the execution just doesn't quite work and one thing that you pointed out that really stuck with me when we were watching it um, was I think how quickly people sort of become completely indoctrined yes. into the cult stuff and like everybody like even police officers and detectives yep. and lawyers and people that should have just and I would understand it if they had a, a jump for years and yep. then eventually that's where people got to but at yep. this point in the story we've only seen like two people have this this hellbound thing happen to them and it just seemed a little bit unrealistically fast that everyone accepts it so immediately, I yeah. think. Well, I think
1: the moment they did that, and we're jumping around a bit here, but the moment yeah. they did that is basically in, in the first three, within the first three episodes, episode three or two or whatever it is, um, we get we actually get a moment where someone who's banned for hell has been identified by uh, the cult leader and the cult they leader. have offered this person a whole mm-hmm. bunch of money for their family to live off if they'll allow them to televise it. And the whole point is they want to publicly show that this is, is a thing that's happening and that it's uh, it's it's God's way of punishing mm. sinners and um, whatever. And they're but, trying to
0: get her to... So this is um sort of a, a young woman with... Like a, a single mom with two young kids. So she kids, agrees yeah. because she wants the money to look after her kids because she thinks she's going to die. Yeah. But she never says what her sin is. Yeah. Um, because we find out later, probably. Well, well, Maybe she didn't.
1: She probably didn't have any yeah, exactly. particular sin. But I mean, there was potential that she yeah. might have... Had a child out of wedlock or something mm, like that. True. So that's what the cult seem to be kind of drilling on onto. Yeah. But either way, they they have this public demonstration, and it's it's really farcical, and that's the bit where i just found it was so detached from reality that like i was like this would never again, ever happen it's a
0: cool idea the public I t- one it, it's i cool like idea. the way they have but that to reach to happen VIPs. a lot come. later you're so a right a lot later before you're so right you know once it, people agree to televise it live and yeah. you can't televise an ex it's an execution yeah. basically live it's not it just doesn't but fit even, in the, even the then, structure that we have at that right point now.
1: the police are just like nah. it's just it's just a bunch of bullshit and mm. nothing's going to happen i'm like
0: well, but then then, why are you televising why it? Why we
1: tell and like they they knock out the wall of this yeah. woman's house and then they set up a platform so these VIPs and masks and watch the thing. And I'm like, yeah. this is so far fetched. I don't know. Like obviously, look, it's a drama about like you know hell monsters or whatever. But like the idea but you is want that
0: logic in the world, in that the world, creating. the
1: world that they're putting forward is a very like feasible world where yes. this has only begun to emerge in the public consciousness. Within as something. weeks
0: is what it feels and, like.
1: Like the idea is like. You know, it has a it has the potential to really change the way people think about the world, but
0: it should be it, the early stages. It's mm-hmm.
1: the early stages. It's really just like. People still aren't hundred percent mm. sure about this. Like
0: And like when it happens know. and you know, no one knows if it will or not, but the live demonstration does go ahead. The the you know, big beast smoke beasts turn up and they murder this woman in front of everyone, it goes live on television and then they disappear and everyone in the crowd who's watching will like go down on their knees, you yeah, know, that's, in reverence. Exactly. That's and the it's moment just, where I was
1: like, Nah, come on. It's
0: too much. People would run and scream. There'll be panic there would be panic. And I think I loved the way this looks. Like I think this whole demonstration looks really again the idea is cool but i feel like it happened too early in that world like if they had flash forward a year and these keep happening and it's been caught on social media for like a whole year or two years and now everyone's like let's make this official then i would have been like all right you know these people already believe but they just need to see it with their own eyes i
1: agree i think the way that the first three episodes should have actually gone they wanted to tell this story in that time setting was to like have the guy at the very start it a hill, mm. then flash forward a year, yeah, and then have it that multiple things happen. Yeah. And what everyone they, knows yeah. by
0: this point. Well, what they do all is
1: it's that they basically they actually completely forgot about this whole like storyline with the detective, right? Yeah. So they they basically have like a criminal investigation into what's happened to this dude at the start, mm. and like obviously like there's a lot of footage of this, so it looks pretty fucking crazy. And the police are just like, okay, this is a criminal thing, and you're looking at it like, okay, well.
0: They smoke once. This is pretty, vanquished a man in Broadway. <laughs> <more time. yeah, laughs> I feel like I mean, this is
1: beyond the normal
0: police <laughs> murder Rivera.
1: investigation, but they're trying. And like their whole premise is, or the whole way they're thinking about it, it's like, okay, this is a criminal event. There's this cult leader who seems to be talking all about this. Maybe he's connected somehow. Mm. And then now all of a sudden we have like another person who's supposedly hell banned. So the police are like, okay, let's let this be televised. And we're just going to be there just in case so they think someone has been murdered and yet they're just going to allow this thing to happen as yeah. it like you know what i mean it would never happen like that like they, if they actually think that okay we don't understand how this person got murdered let's say they just don't want to entertain the possibility that something mm-hmm. supernatural but it's somehow somehow has murdered someone using some means unknown to us yet yeah and this is potentially going to happen again there's not a chance in hell band that they would actually <laughs> just sit there. Like I know they're there with they've got guns and stuff, but like they wouldn't, they would control the situation because yeah. if you, once you make, imagine this, like think about it like this, you've got a potential murder about to happen, right? We don't know how they do it, but they've got to murder someone. And they think that this could be real based on what's happened before. Mm. So you have this arena full of, blood arena, but like a whole thing full of people publicly cops, people, the public alike journalists, blah, blah, blah. Think of how much potential collateral damage there could be mm. if this thing that they that a murderer is using to kill someone also then attacks the crowd and the police are just sort of hanging out like they would never no. never let that happen yeah you know imagine what I mean?
0: the insurance and for that, an event like
1: that and, but is the thing like I, I don't mind when things become unrealistic but you can't start one foot in the kind of realism of a, yeah. of a criminal investigation and then just sort of throw it out the window for something more dramatic that makes no sense. You no, know you're like right. you You've got to sort of, right. you like toad out that line leaps in it. logic yeah. in the
0: first three episodes that don't make sense to the logic of the world. Yeah. That but is this keeping, near yeah. future. Like you feel like hellbound is set in this world. It exactly. has the same social problems that we have and the repercussions of these hellbound things that are happening, they're trying to look at how would this roll out realistically, exactly. like on social media in terms of exactly. cults and people offering answers and people flocking to to someone who has answers whether that person is legit or not. like, mm. And that's what's fascinating about the show is the ideas. The ideas are so that's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I do think the way that they set up that initial live demonstration looks amazing. It was creepy and it looked good, but it wasn't the right time to do that in the story. It made no sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think it kind of continues a little bit like from, see, it's really weird too. Like as we talk about the first three episodes, we don't even talk about characters because it didn't really, there are some characters in the first three episodes, but they never feel like characters that you're following in a story. It just feels like a collection of scenes about a whole bunch of random people. Um, but basically, what happens in that, those three episodes is our detective keeps meeting with the cult leader, and they have lots of culty conversations. Um, <laughs> and then the detective's also trying to investigate. And meanwhile, he has a daughter who's getting indoctrined into the cult, which I'm pretty sure. Just like, what even happens to her? Do we even find out? She just disappeared. Oh, she just
1: disappeared. Well, like, I do she dis- Yeah, I guess, guess if she there's does. a season
0: two, we'll find out potentially. But yeah. she, it all felt very pointless. It there's was, also really a lawyer who it, is trying to help. help. Um, and again, she just hates this cult so intensely and you're not even really sure. They didn't really give background to why she's so suspicious other than the fact that there will be a cult.
1: Well, I I think the idea is that I think she feels like they're exploiting people, Yeah. you know, because they're trying to attribute some sort of sin to them yeah. and like trying to, you know, so I think she sees some kind of manipulation mm. or exploitation. I can kind of understand what her, her
0: agenda, agenda yeah. is.
1: She's just seeing this like, these people who are manipulating innocent people and, you know, maybe brainwashing them almost with like this, this crazy, you know, belief system or whatever, mm. trying to convince them to do things. And like, you know, when she steps in, is like when this cult is offering this woman like
0: yeah. all this money, so she's and, gonna represent and she, the she
1: wants to represent her to make sure that her best interests looked mm-hmm. after and she's not just like exploited, you know, for, yeah. and they're not even sure if it's actually real at that point. Yeah. So they just think who knows what they're doing with this lady? Like yeah. you know, So I, I think that's her, her issue is and that then, she sees potential yeah. manipulation and exploitation of people yeah. to yeah, this cult. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then there's this sort of splinter group of... Uh, the so Arrowhead. the New Truth is the cult. And yeah. then there's this group called the Arrowhead, which is more of a social media sort of um, uh, instigated mob, basically, yeah. of younger kind of people who love to go on the streets and bash people up in a coordinated way. Well, they're not necessarily,
1: like, I mean, yes, some of the people we see bashing up are young, but Arrowhead themselves seem to be a lot of people.
0: Yeah. They could be anyone, really. Could be anyone. And this is the whole thing. It's like one of those internet-based groups. So they're not fully cult leaders, uh, part of the cult, sorry. But the idea is they have connections to the cult. And when the cult needs something a bit dirty done, they can ask the Arrowhead because Mm. the Arrowhead are devotees to those teachings. Mm. Um, so it's very handy. And
1: again, this is another, like, you know, I think something that, again, the first three episodes, it's ideas based, that's character based. Mm. And like the idea of like, you know, a vigilante ish mob mentality kind of thing rising in opposition to this very uncertain, scary prospect. Is very realistic, you know, so realistic. and it's such an and it's a thing that I think is great to discuss true stories, and that's kind of what they're trying to do here. Is sh- is showcases, mm-hmm. and when you see it happening, you're like, yeah, I could buy that. I yeah. could definitely see that happening. But again, like Escalates. ideas and concepts are great in stories, but you need to execute the story well too, and that includes like having characters that but you can be attached to, that. because we we need a character. That we have a connection to for yeah. that to, to And to, I guess to, it's supposed to, to be
0: the detective, but it's so. It didn't he's work. just not a. It he doesn't work. feel like a weighty enough character. No. You don't feel like you're following him. Yeah. You just feel like you're seeing a whole bunch of stuff exactly. being pushed at you. And he's
1: just sort of dead. And I th- think it was bizarre because they tried to showcase his character by showing his past, like, you know, his wife's been murdered. Yeah. That's so, right. I, and again, that's another idea. It's like this is a guy who believes in the law, he believes in human laws, he believes mm. not in supernatural divinity or whatever and like he he's obviously still committed to that but you yes. know the cult leader you know really Puts that to him, and he's like, "Well, where did your human laws get you there? Like, did that did you get the justice you deserved? Mm. You know, so he's wavering. Maybe, you know, and maybe maybe what we're seeing here to this sort of is you know, true justice. It's, it's true this justice is your answer? You know, and maybe you should be. You know, and mm. so I think all oh, that's really interesting. But again, the character himself is yeah. not very interesting, and it's crazy. You know?
0: Like, why don't you care for this guy? Like, who's yeah. had this awful tragedy? Who's a downtrodden cop who's trying to he investigate should. this bigger thing? Like, it's yeah. a great idea, but for some reason, the execution. And I just think he's just. Is he just not on, you're just not following him, it's not no. his story, it's just no. a collection of things. The
1: story does not focus on any on one him character.
0: enough for you yeah. to feel like he's the pin, which yeah. he should have really, he's the right character to be the pin mm. in a whole bunch of, yeah. you know, things that are going beyond his yeah. control, like a storm it's, around it's him. It's
1: pretty much all those first three episodes needed, it was more balanced, as in a focus, a focal character that mm-hmm. at least he could be emotionally invested in. Yeah. Because without that, it's just, it's not engaging enough. And then obviously there's leaps of logic, which just go make it for me kind of irritable, irritating to watch, yeah. you know, you you're like, Oh, what the hell? Um,
0: and so, hard, well, hard to believe in then the concept. Because exactly. it's just trying to feed you these great, big, exciting ideas, but it doesn't have the ground foundation mm-hmm. to underpin them. So therefore, you can't follow along in the world that it's trying to create. Yeah. I did really like there's a reveal, and I don't love the way it happens. Again, I reveal. thought the execution was sort of dumb, but at the end of the three episodes, oh, the yeah. cult leader, you in, calls the cop to this weird abandoned place that used to be like an orphanage or something. And you find out that... UIN's character the cult leader is actually also destined for hell and this was very very interesting because up until this point you are not sure like these creatures do come and say you're going to hell so there is this kind of You know, dogmatic sort of religious side to what's going on. And you're like, are these people sinning Mm. in this way that, you know, like, you know, whether you are into that sort of stuff or not, but in the world of this, is there this religious structure and what is sin and what isn't? And has, you know, the woman that you see with the two kids, like, has she sinned in their sort of eyes? Mm. And then when UIN says, well, actually, I got summoned, I knew I would go to hell in, I think it's something like 10 years' time. 20
1: 20 years. 20 20 years. a kid.
0: Back when he was only like 10 years old. Yeah. and he was an orphan or something in yeah. an orphanage. So, like, what sin has he possibly exactly. done to deserve that a poor abandoned little boy in an yeah. orphanage? Which is when you realize that the cult leader doesn't believe in anything no. that he's been saying. No. Nothing. He's a completely narcissist, the right word? Like, well, he not... he just doesn't have a belief in any of this stuff that he's spouting.
1: Yeah, but I think I think he actually says in that, because he, he has this confrontation with the cop and the cop tracks, follows him to this place and then he basically reveals to him, 20 years prior, he had, you know, he had got his own mm, summoning, what do they call it? real revelation. Summoning or whatever they call uh, it. I can't remember. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, you know, and, 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 and yeah, and then, they, you know, he's got only got about 10 minutes to live. Yeah. And he put, basically puts it in the hands of the cop whether or not to, if he wants to record what happens to him or if he wants to just forget about it and not tell the truth about what yeah. happened. And the thing is, he, he, he kind of says in his, in his dialogue that, like, he... He knows this, there's not hasn't it has, has not got to do with sins. yeah he knows because he's been the one looking into it the most yeah and he knows from his own experience he had exactly he But he can't figure
0: out what he could have possibly done so and, he knows it's not
1: but then he says you know to him basically like you know you, you could reveal the truth but you know what comes from that is probably going to be chaos mm. you know because and and that I think that's a really interesting idea again really really cool idea. It's like what are the the alternatives at the time anyway are like create this like fanatical dogmatic religious system to interpret what's going on, which um, leads to people feeling more secure. If they can understand what's going on and attribute meaning to it. But it also leads to, you know, a lot of cruelty, and um a lot of oppression through this. Religious but then the flip side group, is right.
0: general people don't want to go out and hurt people or loot or murder because they don't want to get hellbound. So that's the upside of it, right?
1: Well true, but also but then they're also being oppressed by this yeah, by this religious group, right? Mm. Who but are telling them the what choice, to do, right? right? You know, but then the other choices they, they don't have that at all, but then they have no way to to figure out what this means, which is even more, and can you imagine it's, it's just, what the just, general I, public would yeah, do? Yeah, like ex- you might
0: die, you might not die. So go do whatever the you fuck might, you want. Exactly. Hurt whoever you want. You
1: could be hellbent tomorrow. Steal
0: whatever you want because it doesn't matter. There yeah. is no good or bad. There is no right or wrong.
1: Yeah. So it just could be pandemonium. So chaos. he put kind of puts it in his hands, you know. Yeah. Um.
0: So again, interesting, interesting mm-hmm. ideas. <laughs> and then basically that's you know, and then the smoke monsters turn up and and bash him to death a little bit.
1: They don't bash him as much as they don't some of the other ones. Really, <laughs> they really <laughs> went to town as some of the They totally
0: bash ones. some of the other ones up way yeah. worse. So um, and then so that's the end of the first three episodes. And then oh, it, you're
1: forgetting one thing as well. Sorry, what? in that first oh, yeah, three the episodes, uh, yeah, just two things actually. So mm. so the less important, not less important, but it the thing that happens with the daughter is um,
0: the, the daughter the gets indoctrinated into daughter. the detective's the daughter.
1: Detective's daughter, and basically the cult leader helps her uh, kill the murderer of her mother
0: um mm. by burning my life in, in a, in a furnace. Yeah. it's dark as far so
1: again this is showing the dangers of cults and cult mentality and indoctrination and righteousness and, right? and righteousness so that, that's the thing it's like and it's showing all the horrible things associated with these kinds of with this like, mindset. ideologies and mm. belief systems but then like you know at, at the time and point in that show they don't have any better thing to like because if this keeps happening, people are just going to be all over the place. And its I guess it's showcasing like humans, the, the, the tendency of human beings to like attribute supernatural causes to things that they don't, they don't understand, mm. right? To create some kind of sense of meaning around that and to attach not just like something supernatural to it, but it did it because of an interaction with human beings. Mm. So obviously we've done something wrong, so we need to figure out what that mm-hmm. wrong thing is we did that has brought this on ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And that way creates a kind of way of interpreting it. And like, mm. so that's a, I think that's a, that's a really cool idea because that's like found in all cultures throughout history and everything. Like yeah. Like different kinds. Um, but...
0: And then the lawyer.
1: And then the lawyer, yeah. So, um, the lawyer, this is, that was actually a kind of a twist, I think. That was one of the more unexpected things in that, like when I w- were watching, I was like, okay, that's kind of an interesting little twist. So the lawyer basically finds this guy who takes like some old like teacher of the was he a yeah, teacher yeah he's almost of like a, cult mentor a mentor a cult
0: leader, and he's also a religious man yeah. who has like a little mini weird church yeah.
1: and she goes to him because apparently he has uh, some video of um
0: oh this is a voice recording voice
1: recording of of
0: the cult leader actually saying about the fact that he's hellbound
1: he's hellbound yeah and
0: he hasn't sinned
1: and she wants to get it off him but then it turns out that uh, she he's double crossed her and uh he the cult leader has because he's about to die he has offered this other guy the
0: um to be the new leader leader of of the church church. Um, and so he's set up this church to be this mega like you know it's going to be this huge foundation of the future because it's the only thing that's offering anybody any answers exactly and they've got a lot of vips paying them a lot of money to watch demonstrations and the like
1: um so what they do is the arrowhead uh, he uses this new cult leader guy or soon to be new cult leader and um, uh, gets some arrowhead people to come down and, and beat this up. lawyer to death yeah after um, beating
0: her grandma after to beating death.
1: her grandma to death. so it's yeah. all
0: pretty awful yeah and again that feels realistic and these people who mm. are part of the arrowhead you know it just feels like a twitter storm but in real life and yeah. like the violence is believable because there's this righteousness to it they Mm, think mm. that they're right they think that she's a sinner Mm. they think that the other people that they're hurting have done something wrong Mm. and that feels realistic in a very scary way Mm. so that's the end of the first three episodes and we won't go too much right now interesting
1: though because like this despite the fact that we didn't really like i didn't really like those three episodes Mm. and i thought it was kind of a waste of time but Talked quite a lot about it. I mean well, there's a lot in there that could have gone there's somewhere. There's great
0: ideas in yeah. there. I think that's what's so that is what kind is of really interesting about this, yeah. yeah. The concepts are it, great. The mm. ideas are great. It looks great, except for, you know, the design for me of the smoked dudes, but like there's so much about it mm. that is eerie, menacing, creepy, and really awesome ideas. But the execution is frustrating and it's just those leaps of logic and the fact that there's no character underpinning the story yeah. and really, then I feel like it's... everything that's wrong with the first three episodes is completely rectified in the next three yeah. which feel like their own insular story that you could just start yeah. on episode four but and it's like a whole different yeah. show yeah. underpinned by an amazing character that you follow and care about and then it keeps hinting at everything that's happened in the past to you know build this really I think much more believable world at this stage because we're quite maybe five years in I think four, 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 yeah. So a bunch of years in. Therefore, every big change in society, and you know, I guess um, the fanaticness, fanaticismness of everybody is very believable Mm -hmm. um, for the last three episodes. And you know, it's
1: really it's shocking because like you literally like this new character which.
0: He just rocks up what, for, like, what, what he's on he screen for two job? seconds. So he works in, like, a media company. Yeah. So, like, for, I think, a TV channel or something. And he's played by? And he's played by the actor Park Jong-min. So yeah. Park uh, Jong-min is the guy from um, Bleak Night Time to Hans, who's the writer and stuff. Anyway, so his character is Yong-jae. So Yongjae, it opens up, so four or five years later, and he's in a meeting with his boss and some other people from his work, and they're talking about creating an advertisement for the New Truth, and we, we get introduced to some cults, like kind of upper cult members of the New Truth, which is, of course...
1: Yeah, and now We're they've got like they've got like uniforms, got money,
0: and they, they, uniforms. You know, so they're very
1: well established yeah. at this point, and
0: yeah. And they've they've paid this company to create an advertisement for them, and the advertisement is like it's intense. It shows like little, you know, a dad crying and the little kid being like, "My dad's a sinner. He's going to hell." Like you know, like you know, all these ideas of don't do this. But this, you know,
1: this sorry, this is just to interrupt that it, the actual episode I think opens with that ad. Yeah, and we know it's an ad because you know it looks like it looks like a weird. That would have been the perfect way to start the show. I
0: totally because agree. it tells you
1: everything you need to know about this yeah. world and it's like and it's, if you open the show with that you'd be like wow what the heck yeah. is going on like, and then you, know, you see the boardroom see with like
0: complete devout crazy believers yeah. and then Amazing. as opposed to that our now main character Youngjae who is extremely pessimistic and is like just you know needling at them with everything he says so he's immediately very very likable as yeah. someone who is surviving in this world but isn't necessarily buying what yeah. they're selling. Yeah.
1: He 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 stands up for, I guess, what he believes in mm. in a way. Like, and, in a and, very sort
0: of sassy, kind of like, you yeah. know, tired sort of way. He's but he's very... also
1: just annoyed because they, they made this ad and then they're trying to micromanage the shit of yeah. the ad and he's like, that's not what we do here. Like yeah. we've already gone through what you wanted and had the discussions. Yeah. This is the ad. I'm, we're not going to change 50 yeah. things for you because But his boss is very
0: know. pandering because he's afraid of the new yeah, truth because he doesn't want to go to hell. Well,
1: because you crossed a new th- truth. You're also probably going to cross arrowhead at exactly. some point. That, very Cause scary the new stuff. truth probably aren't going to do much to you. It's, it's yeah. arrowhead that are a problem, yeah. right? Like, and it, well, know,
0: it feels very, um, like a very scary sort of world now, like yeah. with these rules and these don't step out, don't get noticed yeah. by the wrong people kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. The new truth are kind of like, they're like the church and then the arrowhead are like the inquisitors. You know, mm. they're the ones who, who dole out physical punishment, you know, before you might, you know, mm. you don't, the new truth are just going to tell you that you're going to go to hell. if, And, you know, maybe you do get like a, a visitation or whatever, mm. and they, but you might not, but then the arrowhead are just going to go around going to get you. preemptively breaking <laughs> knees. Before, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like so you have to watch out. Yeah, you got
0: to be yeah. very scared. Yeah. Um. So we won't go too much into all the stuff because we'll talk about it in the other sections. But basically, Yongjae, our main character, is um. He's got a best friend at work, and the best friend starts acting weird, oh, yeah. and then the best friend sort of disappears, and Yongjae goes to go and find him, and. What like sees a demonstration with his friend dying which would have been the perfect way for us to first see it at any point because it's dark and creepy and mysterious um and meanwhile his wife has just had a baby in hospital so it's their first baby and he keeps trying to get away from work he's really exhausted and he keeps wanting to go to the hospital to see his wife and baby um but he keeps you know getting busy with other stuff and his wife played by Wan Jin Ah she Sees an angel visit her tiny child who's like one day old and says that the baby's a sinner and the baby's gonna die in three days. And then that is the big setup for the second half of the drama. And a really great setup. What a great setup! Like, so good. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we'll say for the setup now, but we'll go into more details as we talk about stuff that we loved and didn't love. Cool. So I'm going to kick off with uh, just a list of some of the stuff that I loved about Hellbound. So obviously, no surprise, the last three episodes, Mm -hmm. um, I loved it. I felt like I didn't really see anything that I didn't enjoy that really sticks out to me in the last three episodes. I felt like it was just a completely different story and show. Like Mm. it just felt... So different to what we'd just been watching that had been very like cool ideas but very haphazard. Yeah. And then the second this last three episodes starts, you just feel like immersed in the story. The second Young Jay is on screen, you're no. like, oh, we finally Meeting. have an actual character. It's amazing. And you care. Yeah. You like him. You care. You want to find out what's going to happen. And the whole setup concept about the baby is like, what a bonkers hook. It is so terrifying and interesting. Mm-hmm. And you really cannot guess how this is going to work out. Um, so I really loved it, and I also I felt I just think I think having a character in the show, yeah. like a character that you are interested in, just made so much difference. But I also really liked. Um, I guess the world building as well. Like I felt like that jump into four or five years into this new world was really cool. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point he's driving along Jay and he's stuck in some traffic and you kind of see this huge... You know, enormous statue of the three like smoke monsters and stuff, and you you start to see how the world has changed and been impacted by all this, and I loved it. Infiltrated
1: actual culture. Yeah, exactly,
0: and yeah, and I think that's really cool. But I thought it was really interesting because. Unlike the early three episodes where everyone was just so into it without really any reason, it was so much better to have someone like Yong Jae who seemed a bit more normal, someone who's like, Look, this is the way things are, but I'm still not gonna go join a cult over it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a much more nuanced look at how someone might be yep. navigating this really so, weird world instead of being you're either a complete unbeliever or you're a fanatic. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. which just feels so unrealistic. Like yeah. I feel like humans are a bit more nuanced than that. Um, so I really liked the whole thing with his wife, like they're a very young couple. And so immediately you care, you know, right. they navigate like, well, I guess, um, you know, launching on this new part of their life with this tiny little baby. And she's very vulnerable. i um, his wife in hospital. And, you know, this is a really, really scary thing that's happened. And I, I found it really interesting the way that Wanjana's character, the wife sort of deals with it. And she doesn't make decisions that I liked in terms of how she's dealing with her baby, but it made so much sense to me. So, like, there's a point where she brings, she's just crying nonstop, but she brings the baby home and the baby's in the other room just crying and she won't go in and look after it until, like, her husband comes home and, you know, goes and is, like, worried. But it made so much sense to me. Like, she doesn't want to, she doesn't know what to do. Part of her's worried that if her baby's a sinner, like if this is real, and how could you not think it's real? It's been happening for years. She's seen people Mm. die. Is it her fault? Did she do something? As the mother, did she sin in some way while pregnant? Like, so she feels awful and confused. She doesn't know what it could be, but she feels like it must be her fault. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you know, women do get postnatal depression and things, and there's like you feel like there's something wrapped up in there. Like, it just feels very realistic that she might not want to bond with this baby in order to see it die in two days. Like, she's trying to protect herself, but she's so distraught. And I thought that was really... Like, as she makes bad decisions, she, like, you know wants to go to the new truth she thinks maybe they have an answer maybe it yeah. was a mistake mm. and again as a desperate young mother you can understand why she might make that choice even though from the viewer's perspective we've seen the inside of the church we know it's all terrible and bullshit and scary it's a terrible idea of hers to go do this but um it did feel real and that's the thing i felt like Yong jay and his wife felt like real characters mm-hmm. and their, their reactions to things felt real Mm. um so again i liked the idea of the baby thing it was just you just couldn't guess how that was going to kind of you know pan out Mm. um so i also liked uh again just the world and the live demonstrations now they have this huge stage and auditorium set up in there um their big new truth church and you know they have this kind of painting of uin's cult leader behind it on Mm. the wall which is very much in that like propaganda sort of north korean sort of style of the rosy cheeks and stuff yeah it's very creepy um i really liked the new cult leader who we know is a complete charlatan Mm. like he's a total showman yeah. and very much into it um but it was very interesting she's because as well absolutely yeah. and i thought that was really interesting because when you are in was the cult leader there's this the whole time you're watching it until the very end you think that he's legit in that he believes what he's saying was this new cult leader you know that he just he just wants money and fame and he's having a fun, fun time. That's yeah. it. There was this one scene that I really thought was good because there's this one particular cult, lead, uh, cult guy who we're sort of following as he's investigating stuff about the baby and what's going on, trying to chase down, um, you know, our characters. And he kind of gets told to, I think, go and get the, I don't know, to get the arrowhead to do something. And by the, the new cult leader, the charlatan, and the charlatan guy sort of like, just go do it. And, you know, the the culty guy with the glasses is like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't, I'm not I don't authorised. Ha- I don't, I don't have the yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like he hasn't been authorised by the charlatan through, and so the charlatan guy has to do this big, like, you know, he waves his hands around and like, head and slaps him on the head, and, and, on the head yeah. and gives him, like, the power or something. And you know, this devoted guy just completely laps it up and then walks off to do his job. And then meanwhile, the charlatan turns around to his staff and he's like, this looks kind of stupid. Like, can we think of a better way for me to do this yeah, that yeah. looks like more cool? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's so yeah. yeah. I just thought that was really interesting and yeah, yeah just, just
1: really So cool. obviously making up. Yeah, just making and stuff.
0: it up as they go Whatever and... they
1: need to get convinced people. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh so uh, talking about earlier episodes, I really I found it very interesting that whole, like I didn't love the way it played out in the abandoned orphanage or whatever with UIN's cult leader telling mm-hmm. the truth, but I I found that a really good twist that he had that 20-year thing and he's the whole reason he is the way he is is because he's tried to figure out why he has to die yeah. and what does it do to you to know That you have 20 years yeah and your time is counting down like Mm. what kind of person and how twisted does that make you and i thought that was a really interesting idea and then the last thing i've I've written for stuff that i loved um other than just the whole last three episodes which were great was just the concepts and ideas i I do think the second half obviously the execution was brilliant as well as that stuff Mm -hmm. but even in the first half there was some great ideas and concepts Mm. what about you stuff that you loved
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the stuff Mm. that you said. Um, The only things I could think of to be, like, a little bit different. Like, I really liked, um, in the second half of the show, they introduced this. So, like, we've gone four years into the future. The new troops are well-established. arrowhead are are out of control. They can just do whatever they want, basically, without incurring any kind of Mm. pushback. And it's also, I like the fact that, like, they kind of hint at, like, you know, it's hard to police them and stuff because they've infiltrated a lot of different positions within, yeah, within right. the community. So they probably have people in the police, yeah. and, you know, so it's not a case of just like, you just go after them, you know, if they bash someone up or yeah. worse or whatever, they've got a lot of power. They, they, because they're, they've got religious power behind them. Mm. So they, they're not just like a group that are um, financially, you Nor know, are people are, afraid, people of are them. afraid of them, you know, so, and they are protected. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Uh, But the thing I I really like about that is like they looked at the dynamics of like, okay, say this happens and, you know, we've got this world and this religion grows more and more powerful. And then this sort of mob, you know, enforcers of this religion grow more and more powerful. What would happen? And what you have is in the middle, you have people who have all, people who have had loved ones being killed by the arrowhead or being hell banned who... Don't buy into any of it because they've lost so much, mm-hmm. and they are—they actually are against it. So mm-hmm. you get this middle group of people who are actually like, "No, this is fucked, This is so yeah. unfair." Because maybe their loved ones were at hellband, but they just got beat to death by the Arrowhead yeah. for something stupid, right? Mm. So you have this little group here, and then there's that introduction of this sort of this clandestine group of people who are actually helping people who have got summons to, yeah. to die. To um, to do it covered up so that they don't um, they don't incur the shame and the targeting by the arrowhead, the family because so the family what doesn't have the family are ostracized by the community yeah. and because what happens often in this world is that the families they might be ostracized because they one of their family members was so a so called sinner who died, mm. um, but the arrowhead will also come after them too, so yeah. they they run the risk of also being intimidated by this sort of group, so you have this emergence of this third party group that helps people um just disappear essentially um yeah. so that they, they their debts aren't attributed to the the hellband thing um which is amazing because i'm like that's exactly the kind of thing that would happen and you're kind of wondering who are the people who work for this group well we know like the lawyer who we thought was beat to death in the first three mm. episodes she's leading it and that makes complete sense yeah. she survived but the kind of people that are helping are exactly these kinds of people who've lost people, mm. who've had this happen to them and it's so unfair or have had the arrowhead do something terrible to their families and they're the people who are giving up their time in secret to help this yeah. group because they know that it's important work mm-hmm. and that's that was one of the most believable things in the show. I was like, that would absolutely happen. There'd be yeah. so many people who'd be the fallout of all this terrible shit and some of them, of course, have just become religiously ardent mm, but believers in but not truth. everyone's
0: gonna do not that.
1: everyone's gonna do that everyone's
0: so different exactly. and the way we react to tragedy or fear yeah. is so different exactly, as well
1: exactly and if,
0: yeah you're right it kind of explores that a little bit like yeah. there's that one of the guys who's part of that clint destine sort of group and we see his flashback is that he's driving his teen daughter in the car somewhere along the sea she gets like 30 and she seconds. gets 30 seconds and she's just a teen girl yeah. 30 seconds. And then she's dead and he's in a car crash because he's driving when they get hit by mm-hmm. the monsters and nearly, you know, he gets his head bashed in a yeah. bit yeah. and it's like, what, what's that? What's fair exactly. about that? That's not fair.
1: Exactly. You know, so, um, and then she's a kid as well. So she, what could she have done that yeah. would have been a sin that, exactly. that required her to be girl. sent to hell forever. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, again uh looking into the second half of the series i mean i yeah i liked the, that that new cult leader a lot um yeah totally made sense that in an opportunity an opportunist who you know who would like he who would use his position for his own narcissistic sort of like ego trip mm. thing you know um, and he really makes a spectacle out of that and he always wants to be at the center of the spectacle like he you know, they have the demonstrations in their little temple where he can like humiliate yeah, a person and, you know, lord it over them as, as the, because, because I guess the, 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 the leader of the new truth would by definition, by their own ideology, be like the most righteous person there yeah. is. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's how it would work. So he's loving it. Like he's loving his own, like his own, um, legend Just that they're creating true. and then power mm-hmm. and everything. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Oh, there's some other stuff that I thought was pretty good, too. Um, uh, I like that, um, and this is sort of like, I guess this is sort of flashing forward to the end of the series, like with the big yeah, finale. Sure. So we see, like, you know, that the hellbound creatures are coming for the baby. What actually happens in that sequence? So
0: what happens is Youngjae and Wonjin Ah, yeah. Won the wife, Sohan Sohyun is Wonjin Ah's character, the wife. Um, so Jay and I have i so young. <laughs> uh, they're trying to get the baby out. They're trying to figure out what to do and what the clandestine group who are trying to help so, them so wants to do, Soto, so yeah. is televise the baby's demonstration. So televise yeah, the right. baby dying to get the word out that the new truth, you know, they, all their culty structure is incorrect. Um, and obviously the new truth want to stop this from happening because it could essentially mean it wouldn't mean a downfall because a lot of people will explain it away they'll say the mother h- had sinned they can you know anything can be explained away if you believe in something enough um, but at the same time it would create a rocky foundation for the church yeah. it would stop a lot of people going towards them and they would look for different it options would, it would which start, might it
1: would start it would start, start
0: a movement that, that could make the opposite the side powerful enough to at least compete which is not something they can openly do right now yeah um so I can't remember exactly, but they end up like Wanjana ah with the baby ends up in the middle of this apartment block yeah. and she knows it's time and basically the monsters come and right when they're coming to grab the baby, she jumps in the way. And then her and Jay just yeah. like run around in circles trying to save this baby. The while,
1: people are watching people this are watching and filming, and filming it. And yeah.
0: filming and they're seeing this young couple willing to die to yeah. save their child and it's so intensely intense and scary and it is very moving i think and awful because it's just a baby and i don't know it's really sad I well thought. basically
1: they 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 the, the monsters corner them mm-hmm. and they shield their baby
0: they hug each other with the baby between the monsters them
1: incinerate them as, and yeah. as the husks of what's left fall apart you see the baby still alive inside so
0: they save their baby's yeah. life
1: yeah they save the life so so this is amazing because it, it's all filmed because people are filming it from the balconies. They're watching this and are shocked because one, now people know that a baby was was supposedly hell banned, which is a big, big fucking you know yeah. like blow to like
0: it's even worse because it, made, than the it makes makes sense now. in the
1: ideology because the yeah. ideology was that it's all predicated on sin,
0: Yeah. right? So, so you now they aren't have to... a born sinner and they have a conversation exactly. about That's this. It's whole different thing. to other religions. You cannot be born with sin that you have to then get rid of exactly like, you are clean so now
1: they've got a back pedal. but the even more profound thing about this is that for the very mm-hmm. first time a person who was hellbound has no has not died and the way they were saved was through sacrifice from people yes. so, pe- so someone can sacrifice themselves to save someone from being hell hellbound and particularly it's two parents Mm. Sacrificing themselves so. So Where is the sin in
0: any of that? It's so moving and sad. And if
1: there's a movement that's going to rise in opposition to the new truth, it'll be born out of this because what a powerful symbol. What a powerful symbol, exactly. And it's also a symbol of hope because the new truth offer hope, but their hope is very much like do everything that we say, and maybe, maybe you'll not go to hell. But you got to listen to every single, and you cannot question us. If we tell you to jump, you, we, you say how high, that's it. Yeah. Whereas this is like a real message of hope because you've seen that, you know, the new truth offered hope, but then like people could still be dragged away to hell. Yeah. And they could be believers in the new truth and then all the new truth says, well, you messed up. You yeah. said. Whereas this is a message of hope in the sense that people can actually be saved. It's not an ideal way of saving people by no. any means, but it shows that, one, whatever is Humans doing this... Humans have control. And yeah, and whatever is doing this could not possibly have our best interests at heart because exactly. it was willing to kill a baby. Yeah. And two and two
0: parents had to die to two. save the baby. But how we also have
1: some level of stopping this. There's yeah. some way to stop this, you
0: know? Mm. And
1: I think that, that, that whole ending was like fantastic. It was really you know? powerful.
0: Like, and you can yep. understand how in the future of this world, this is going to be such an intense mm. symbol mm. of a different direction.
1: And it was more powerful because the characters had died. We gave we, a shit about we them. We
0: really I, gave yeah, a shit. I really it liked both really of them a lot. was really sad yeah. when they died yeah. because, again, yeah, I really, really liked them. I really exactly. cared for them and I wanted them to save their baby. Yeah. And it never occurred to me that that might be how they did it. Like, exactly. it was an amazing story twist that yeah. was very emotionally powerful because, yeah, you liked those characters so exactly. much.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I um, thought it was a
0: brilliant end. It was just so powerful.
1: Yeah. I think there was some other stuff that I can't quite remember. Like... You know, there was the bit where like the mom brings the baby to the to the new truth, and like you're kind of like, what the fuck? But yeah, it made sense that she would because she's just scared and she thinks they have answers. And I, I like the whole idea of like this is a this so this is a this is an idea that's put forward yeah. in the last few episodes, but it works so well because we actually like the characters and everything's done executed better. So I like the idea of like you have this information that's so damaging mm. and this church. Want it now when they know about it because they need to repress it, you know. Yeah. And that's like we've seen that reflected in the real world, you know, where like you know certain discoveries, a certain piece of information that go against you know religious beliefs that you know would that you know that they, they, they would want to suppress because it yeah. undermines their ability to um control people and mm. to and to to have the final word or the authoritative word on on the way the world works. So I thought that was a really like. It's not, it's not a new idea, but it was, it was an idea that worked really well in this world of yeah. the show because I was like, yeah, that could definitely happen. Like, you know, yeah. inf- information, like hard evidence that maybe what this religion is espousing isn't quite true and yeah. that being them wanting to suppress it, that's a, like a, that's a pretty, mm. like, you know,
0: And I like um, the idea, idea of that idea of how important, like, information, that, the information of this thing that's happened, like mm. this symbol, can change the world like it's that idea of how powerful Mm -hmm. small acts can be and how far reaching the consequences of you know in this case these two parents sacrificed themselves for their child and not only have they saved their child but you know that they have reintroduced a new hope into the world that will have very very far-reaching consequences and that is also like it's awful what happened it's so sad but then you see what it will become
1: yeah um oh the other thing i did like as well Mm. the main guy the young day young day so because we talked about how like he's so much more character than Mm. anything we saw in the first episode and like the first thing we see obviously we talked about is like how he he pushes back against these new troop mm. guys and he and he's he's you know he's got confidence enough to to say his piece mm. or whatever didn't necessarily power to do anything but no. he has confidence so you like him already but then the thing i think they did really well with his character to show that to show why we should care about this guy you know he's literally like okay i need to go just get this thing done just had a baby i need to get to the hospital you know yeah. so he's like off to go to the hospital and then he gets a call from his Work colleague's wife, and she's asking him, you know, have she seen him? And he's like, Oh, yeah, he said he was going somewhere to, um, he had something he was gonna do or something. And I a
0: fishing spot, a spot fishing option. spot, he
1: made some excuse. Up. And you know, he'd been acting weird that day, mm. and the wife's like, Oh, because you know, he should be home by now, or whatever. And he's like, Oh, okay, and he's sort of like debating, like, because he's on the way to the hospital, he's like, Christ, oh, so his interested. wife
0: needs I'm him. Interested. But it
1: is like, you know, he saw his friend was acting weird, the wife's worried about him, he's like, Oh. God, this guy better not be having a midlife crisis he's like fuck it I'll go look I'll just go check on him so that we know and that's a really cool thing you know because he's not like he's not abandoning his wife in that way he's just sort of like you know he has sometimes you know you get these situations where like you, know, you some, gotta do the right thing. You gotta thing. do the right thing. You know, what if the guy really is in trouble? And to yeah. out he really he was really in was in trouble. You know, so that's another great characterization they do. And But it's he's another... not a
0: goody two shoes about it either. No. He's not like jump, skip, run off, happy, happy. No, no. He's like he's, he's real pretty pissy pissed off about everything. Off about having
1: to do it, right. Which is so realistic. Yeah, exactly. That's why you
0: can relate to him. He's exactly. pissy about he's tired. Yeah. But and he annoyed, does the right thing. But he still does what he does. does the what right he
1: should thing, do. yeah. And that's great because then we see, this is how they introduce us to this group that are covering it up. Mm. You know, we see the smoke monsters kill this guy at nighttime, which looks great. Yes, because they
0: do most of it under the water and in the dark. It's scary. It It actually looks scary. I thought that should have been our first introduction to them. Like, you just see their statues everywhere, but you never see see them. them. That would have been so good. They would have
1: been better off showing them as minimally as possible. But cool to have statues
0: everywhere so you know what they look like. Yeah. But then you only ever see them in the dark and it's really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been great.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's me.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't think there's actually anything more to kind of say. We've already gone through all the stuff that we didn't love because basically that all happened in the first three episodes and we went into that in detail. Mm. But, yeah, I just the last three episodes were so good. Mm. Like, really, really, really good. And I think you literally could just watch those and then you'd, you'd be like, wow, what a show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel quite sad talking about it again. Just the ending was really, well, really I'm just sad I'm setting for me. up for a
1: second season. Eh? Yeah,
0: but then Wonjin ah and Yongjae won't be in it. But maybe you
1: know, maybe they're able to get their writing shops together and and
0: make something good. You know
1: what? Give, I hope ju- so. give me give a call. I reckon. He'd be, he'd be <laughs> do, do you something. think he
0: could pay the baby grown up? Yeah. Yeah. Or just the baby? Just the baby. <laughs> just like
1: adult, but wearing diapers. Like, oh, no, I don't yeah. want
0: to see this. Yeah. Let's make him an adult. Just... Yeah, just skip forward 30 years and have E-Junkie as the symbol of hope in the world.
1: That's just the present day now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I think we're done. Thanks so much for listening to us, Waffle On, about Hellbound for presumably a very long time. There was a lot of Hopefully fun to talk about Hopefully that wasn't a hellish
1: it. listen for you, listeners. <laughs>
0: <this? laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. brings me to the very end of the episode it's just me Evie by myself now G has gone off to do other things um but I just want to say a big thank you for listening to our episode as we waffled on about this show today I hope that you enjoyed listening um and of course I just want to say an enormous thank you to my Patreons um and particularly to two new Patreons who have decided to support the show on Patreon thank you both so much so this is a huge huge special thank you to Lucy seen Sia and also CD. Thank you both so much for joining my weird little Patreon community. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Um, And a huge thank you to all those other people who've decided to support the show on Patreon as well. You guys are the best. Um, Thank you also to everyone who's listened to the show and made it this far. I really, really appreciate um, your support of the show through listening and reviewing if you ever get time to do that. That's always very helpful as well. So I'm told, (laughs) apparently. Uh, So that's it. I'm going to go um I hope everyone has a lovely lovely week going forward and we'll tune in again next week for some more K-drama waffle. Thanks everybody, have a lovely week. Bye.